0: that if you're willing to change your mind, you can totally change your life. So, are you ready to rewrite your story and choose to live free? Let's do this. Hey, you guys, and welcome to episode uh, 48. Of the Karen Kenny Show. I'm wicked excited. If you're watching this sucker <laughs> instead of just listening, you can see that my background looks a little different. That's because I'm down in St. Pete's, Florida at my annual writing conference that I love. I'm so wicked excited. As you can see, uh, I have my AirPods in. Um, so I don't have my regular, um, what you call that thing, mic. So let's hope that the recording doesn't suck ass and, <laughs> and you guys can hear it clearly enough. Okay. So here's the thing. I'm down here in Florida. I'm going to call this episode, um, after one of my favorite writers and a craft talk that he did last year when I was down here and it got me to thinking about it. Um, so I'm going to call this one episode 48. How's your character? How's your character? (laughs) So this applies to both in writing and in life, okay? So even if you're somebody who doesn't necessarily identify as a storyteller or a writer, it still is going to be helpful for you. And I'm not really going to dive into the writing aspect of it too much, so much. But here's the thing. So Dennis Lehane, who I love, some of you might recognize the name. He is a Boston Writer. He now lives in L.A. because he's working on a bunch of fancy stuff out in Los Angeles, but he is originally from the Boston area, and he has written um, a sh- ton of books. Uh, some of you might recognize, like Gone Baby Gone, Mystic River. All, you know, so many have become movies directed by Ben Affleck. He also has written uh, The Given Day and like just a bunch of them. Look them up. He's an amazing writer. And so Dennis is one of the original co-directors of this um, conference. It's an eight day conference down here. And um, so he comes back every year to talk to us, to give a little craft lecture, to like hang out do the whole shebang. So last year he did a craft talk on character and like in writing and like developing your character and stuff and and here's what I know to be true if you're an entrepreneur especially um, but if you're a teacher of any kind um, one of the best ways to help people kind of to understand what you're talking about is to you know how like in the dictionary they'll give you a word then they give you the definition the meaning and then they use it in a sentence right so that's to me the version of storytelling the storytelling is well now I'm gonna use this in a sentence so you can see what I'm talking about and then maybe from this story you can extract the meaning that is helpful for you that might define how you're gonna show up it's like a reverse process like how you might define how you're gonna show up like blah 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 okay so he was given a craft talk and he was talking about your character meaning the characters in the story right so in a story like you can tell sometimes like you'll watch a movie and it's really just action driven. It's really plot driven. It's not really character based, but sometimes you'll read a book or watch a film, see a documentary, whatever. Um, and it's all about usually like character. It's very character driven. Like what are the people, or sometimes it's animals, right? They're the lead character, the protagonist of your story. Like what are they up to? And so I'm gonna kind of apply what he was talking about through a story or through an example that he was giving us. So I'll give you the example that he gave us and then I'll tell you a story about why, how's your character, like how is this really important? And I think, you know, he started off talking about how like, um, he was trying to teach us about like character, like what is your, I always think of it like this, there's the character, the one who is doing the thing, but then there's also like your character. Like, who are you? How do people come to think of you, speak of you, know you, like your legacy? Like, what's your character? Like, who are you, right? And so he was talking about it like this. Um, So he says, like, let's say you're about to go uh, on a blind date, and he's a blind date as an example, okay? And he says, so you have all these friends, and they're like, oh my God, I gotta set you up with this person. They're gonna be perfect for you. And then they start to tell you about the person, right? Maybe how they look, maybe, what their hobbies are, what interests them or why they love them, what they think about them, like all, all the different elements of the character, right? Maybe where, you know, like um, she volunteers on the weekends, like reading to old people, like whatever the thing is. So that there's what, number one, what people say about you. Okay? So then maybe like, okay, the connection is made. They say, you know, Susie, you should get together with David, whatever you get on the phone now. And now you have what the other person, what the blind date, potential blind date person says about themselves. So number one, what other people say about you, number two, what you say about you. And in this day and age, we can even expand that example to not just what maybe you might say on a date, but then you could go to somebody's profile, you can look at their posts online, you can go to their website, you can go to their body of work and say, okay, this is what they say about themselves right? Because inevitably, especially in this day and age, if somebody has a website, there's going to be an about page. But there's also going to be the things that they come out of their mouth and that they say to you. Like before you go on the date, they might say, oh, I love kids or I like this. I grew up here. I blah, 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 fill in the blank. I know you guys are smart enough to pick it up when I'm laying down, right? Okay. So you have what other people say about you, what you say about you. And then you have who you really are and what you actually do, how you're showing up. So I always like to preface when I say things like who you really are, right? This is two levels, two levels of meaning. So number one, to me, everybody first and foremost is a child of God. You're a pure innocent kid, okay? That's not the part that we're bumping up against. That is not the problem. (laughs) So much of our character is actually our ego's resistance to that truth of our genuine uh, birthright innocence, right? Like we came through with our worth. But... So much of our cultural conditioning, what was said to us as children, what our parents taught us or our guardians taught us or who had influenced us, our teachers, our siblings, our classmates, you know, um, the blacktop bullies at school, you know, whoever you've like kind of like bumped up against. And so, um, so you basically have, again, what others say about you, what you say about you, and then how you're really showing up. So this, this is kind of more like I would call the ego personality part, Okay. And then this gets displayed if we're staying with the theme of the blind date, right? Friends tell you about each other, you get on the phone, you have a connection, then you go on the date. And then there's how does this person actually behave? How do they talk to the wait staff? What do they say to the bartender? How do they talk to maybe if you get an Uber, the Uber driver? How are they really, quote unquote, really like in person? And so this is, right, is what's going to truly, actually reveal their character. So if you're writing a book and the narrator is saying, well, this is what they do, and then all of a sudden they totally act, quote unquote, out of character. And this is what I always say to people. When you act out of character, right? Sometimes it's because you're out of your right mind. You have left your right mind where I would say Holy Spirit sits and your your spiritual team sits, like the part of you that's not fucking insane. (laughs) That's where they sit. So when, when people say, oh my God, she did that? She said that? That's so out of character. What they're saying is, is you're behaving in a way that doesn't normally reflect how you normally are. But there's often a conflict. I see it a lot. I see it a lot online where maybe I've had my own personal experiences with somebody and then I see what they're putting like on social media or on their website or what they're promoting and I'm like, wow, that just isn't how it is. Like, I, you know, you've seen a peek behind the curtain or you, you've you seen some things or heard some things or whatever it is and you're just like, this doesn't feel congruent. Like this does not feel in an alignment. And you guys know that I always say, right? The assignment is alignment. And I also, also, oh, <laughs> we let's try to back this up. I, also often say that if you act out of character, if what you what, what you believe and what you say you believe is not in alignment with what you do, there's going to be suffering. Not only are you going to suffer because you, you know deep down inside, unless you're a total fucking narcissist, that you're full of shit. Like, you know what I mean? You're like, eh. But, you know, so you're going to feel that, you're going to feel that kind of static or conflict within yourself, but the people around you too are going to suffer, especially if they've given you money or invested in you or invested in one of your programs because you've sold them a bill of good about based on your character, what you've told them about yourself and maybe what they've heard from their friends, but then how you're really showing up and delivering actually doesn't work. It doesn't match, right? It can get a little weird. It can get a little weird. And so I always am encouraging people be to like, you know, check yourself, check yourself. Like I woke up this morning and I, I, I might, you know, write something about this later on, but I woke up this morning and the first thing I thought, you know, after doing my spiritual practice was I thought, get up, read something, write something, or write something, read something, and then cut the shit. Like and that's the big one right there. Like cut the shit. And so it's always this question I, I ask people when it comes to your character. And I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about this a little bit more after I tell you a story. But one of the things I often ask them is like, you know, who are you? Who are you? When and, and I don't mean who you are as a child of God, like that's just just set that aside because that's just a given. I'm talking about e- ego personality. Like your thoughts, your words, your actions, your behaviors, your choices. Who are you when nobody is watching? Who are you when nobody else is around to witness you so you're not having to perform or pretend or try to be perfect? Like, who are you really when you're just alone? And one of the really powerful things about this week, you know, normally I come down here with um, one of my friends. And then I get to interact with a bunch of other people once I'm over at the college at the conference. And I'm going to talk about that too. Um, I think my next episode is going to be all about that, about finding your people. And that's one of the things that I'm doing when I'm down here is I'm finding my people. But here's the thing. I've been to this conference like a bunch of times. Right. And if I acted like a dick, like if I was a total dick right before I came, you know, and people's experience of me, was that I wasn't very nice, right? They wouldn't be that excited to see me because my character, I would have, I would have, I mean, I, I would like to think that if I behave like a dick, it would be a betrayal of my character because I don't think I'm normally that way. Fingers <laughs> crossed. Oh my God. Maybe I'll get a few PMs for people, little DMs for people saying, I don't know. But no, really. Um, uh, you know, the thing is, is that I try to reflect my character wherever I am. Whether I'm doing a podcast, whether I'm talking to my sweetie, whether I'm on stage, whether I'm mentoring my spiritual mentoring clients, like I try to be true um, to my my character. Now, of course, as a human being, uh, I'm going to be clumsy sometimes. None of us are perfect. I'm going to screw up. I'm going to make mistakes. Um, but, but my muscle, my, my I'm sorry muscle is very strong. My forgiveness, my self-forgiveness muscle has grown so much over the last however many years too. And so um, it's not a problem. Like I, I tend to take responsibility for the places where maybe I blew it. Um, I never mean to blow it. I don't think any of us does. You know, I, I, I jokingly say to my clients, it's not like you woke up this morning and you're like, Yeah. I can't wait to be a total asshole today. I can't wait to be a total jerk today. (laughs) Sometimes we're just getting in our own way. But that's the whole thing is when you, if you don't know yourself though, if you don't know your true self though, if you're not checking yourself occasionally, if you're not spending time alone with yourself, you don't realize who you really are you don't know who you are so you just kind of walk around like bumping into shit like i'm saying that metaphorically but one of the gifts of being able to come down here for eight days um this time i'm here by myself and so i really kind of get to just watch my own natural rhythms my own proclivities the things that i would tend to do when nobody else was here because i think that you know having other people around you really influences you you know, and, and you can think about that, especially if you're a mom, especially if not only, you know, and some of you might be patented, some of you might not be, you might be single moms. But it's like, like when my kids aren't around, how do I behave? When my sweetie, my lover, my partner, whoever isn't around, how do I behave? And, and one of the things that, you know, for me is that I have a very strong sense of myself and my character. And mostly it's because I didn't have parental influence you know, really like from the age 12 on. And even though I went to live with an, um, an aunt and uncle after my mother uh, was killed, you know, I was with them for like four and a half years from like, you know, um, midway of 12 to like 17. And then I was on my own. So, so much of developing my character was on me. Um, obviously, I always say like, you know, <laughs> I always say about my childhood, that's going to leave a mark. My childhood definitely left a mark an imprint, um, but I kinda get to kind of polish and buff and refine and, and, and make choices about who I am. So I'm gonna tell you a little story about this whole like how's your character? As it, as it relates to me, because I was thinking about it as Dennis was talking about this blind date example. And uh, just so you know, his craft lecture was amazing uh, on, on character, but I'm just kind of extracting that thing to make my point. So one thing that I, I don't really talk about this often, and it's not because I'm embarrassed about it, it was just so long ago, but every once in a while I sat laughing, remembering this story. So when I moved from um, Boston to LA, um, I moved with uh, one of my best friends at the time, Mani. And Moni, you guys have heard me talk about her. Moni uh, is now uh, the casting director for, uh, she was originally the casting director for The Young and the Restless. And I now, now I want to say it's Days of Our Lives. And she just won an Emmy this year. It was like so amazing. I was so happy for her uh, for casting. But so I moved out there, you know, with her. And, um, you know, in the beginning, like, it was so funny. We were so broke. We had, like, no money because she had an internship. I went to BU, Boston University. She went to Emerson. And so Emerson has a really good placement program um, for, for kids as they graduate to go out in the world and to work, like, internships and stuff like that. So she had an internship at CVS and so we moved out there we were so broke we had like nothing like and so eventually like we got a mattress for one room we got a mattress on the floor for another room we found some couches like i don't know how it happened like nothing matched it was a shit show but we did have a tv and so um around that time also um and i think this is before Yeah, I think this is before I started dating the Power Ranger. That's a story for another day. Um, But we used to watch um, Love Connection. Now, some of you might be too young to even know what that show is, but you can just Google Chuck Woolery. (laughs) He was the host of the show and the Love Connection. The rest of you who are around my age, probably late 40s, but I'm 51. But in your 50s, you probably know this show, right? Love Connection. And Chuck Woolery was the host. He'd be like, we'll be right back in two and two (laughs) so we used to watch that show so we would crack up laughing and so for the uninitiated those of you who don't know what that show is chuck woolery would have a um he would sit on the he would sit on the couch and he would bring somebody out to sit on the couch and um they would up on the screen behind them would come up like the pictures of three different people and what it is it's like a dating show and so basically the person on the couch would have been on a date with one of those people up in the boxes in the beginning. The audience doesn't know who it was, but eventually they go through the thing and then it's like, boom. And then they talk about the date that they eventually these through these strangers, the blind date, right? That these strangers went on. And you kind of get like, you basically go do the thing and then you come back and report on the experience. Okay. So we were watching this show one day and at the end, at the end of the show, like as the credits run, like there's a voiceover and it basically says, And if you wanna be on, if you wanna be like on the, you know, the love connection, da 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 And Monty and I were like cracking up laughing like at whatever we had just seen. And she looks at me and she's like, You would never do that. And I was like, I was like, What? And she's like, I dare you. And I was like, Oh, the challenge, the challenge has been initiated. And then it's like, I accept the challenge. (laughs) So, you know, on the TV, you gotta grab a pen. Back then, there was no, you know, I don't think the internet wasn't even there then. This was like 1990, maybe 1991, I think. And so I run, I grab a pen, you know, and a paper, and I scribble it down. Like, you know, you gotta like, I don't even know what it was. You had to call them or something back then. (laughs) So you had to call them and be like, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so I call the show. And you have to go through these series of interviews they don 't just take everybody right, or you' going to take a sip of water, hold on, so they don 't just take everybody. so they have you come down to the to the offices, the studio thing, whatever you go in, you meet with a producer, and there's like a bunch of you sitting around, and they take you through this progress of like this process of like interviewing you, asking you questions, all this stuff. And, like, it's a series, and, like, either you get invited back the next day, you don't, like, da, da 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 So, I don't know. We hit it off. We had a really good time. Like, I went down there, and back then, I wore, like, big glasses, like, to see. I have contacts now. And, um, and it's not that they were thick or anything, but it, they were just, like, you know, bigger, so I just kind of laugh. And um, well, I just think back. So, I mean, back then, it's like I used to wear, like, lipstick. I had big hoop earrings, like, the, gla- like the whole thing. Like, you're just thinking, like, oh, my God, we just took this kid right Right out of New England, right out of Boston. <laughs> so I'm there on the show. I make it through like three different interviews and whatever. They decide. And then you have to decide if you're going to be one of the three that are in the little screen where somebody gets chosen or if you're going to be the one who sits on the couch with Chuck. All right. And so I find out that I'm gonna be the one that sits on the the couch with Chuck. They really love my personality, they said. They thought I was wicked funny, whatever. So I was like, okay, okay. So then you have to go and sit in this room, you guys. I've never told this story at length, so this is so funny. So then you have to go and sit in this room and you have to watch these series of videos of the three guys that they've picked for you to go on a date with, these potential suitors, right? This is where I'm finally going to make my point. Uh, I'm going to make it hopefully a couple of times about character. So now all I have to go on is what they are saying about themselves. So I have to make a decision. Am I going to spend time with this person? Of these three men, young men, who am I going to choose to spend time with? I can't remember. Oh, no, that's not true. I think I do remember the first guy. Um, I remember him as being like thin, kind of like wavy hair at the top. He seemed a little, um, I don't know if he seemed a little nervous or shy or awkward. And I was just like, okay. So like I watched him. And then the second video, I barely remember him. I just know he had dark hair. And then the third guy, (laughs) the third guy. Now remember, I got to make a decision just based solely on what they're telling me about their character and who they are. So the the last person goes, he looks stocky. He looks built. He's kind of blonde, like ruggedly handsome in a way, I guess. You know, back then, I'm trying to remember. And all of a sudden, they go through the thing. And even though I'm like, I don't remember being like, yeah, love connection. I'm really excited about this. But I'm like, it was just kind of like trying to pick (laughs) from like, you know what I mean? It's like looking at the fruit and you're like, Well, the apple's all bruised and the banana looks kind of ripe, I guess. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, like, oh my God, and I'm trying to make a decision. But here's the clencher. This is what the best part is. All of a sudden, they ask him his name, and his name is Blaine Neptune. (laughs) I shit you not, Blaine Neptune, and we go on this date. And I'm not even going to get into the whole thing about the date. Right. But I end up going on the date. It's kind of a shit show. Like literally that's a whole other story for another day. But I go on the date and then we have to go back on the show and we have to report back to Chuck. So now there's this person who said this is who he is. Then there's me who said who I am. I kind of like, you know, at least who I think I am. And now we put us together in a room, right on a date in California Where I get in this guy's truck and it's like country music and I'm like, oh my god, what is happening right now, right? And so then there's like, well, who are we really? How are we showing up really? Not like, and this is what's so interesting is we think we know who we are and we like to think of ourselves in a very particular way. So um, the things that we say about ourselves often do not actually align with our behavior (laughs) our choices. And I can tell you firsthand, right? If somebody says this is who they are and then you go on a date and you're like, what is happening right now? Then it gets a little awkward. It gets a little weird. Um, I do not think, I have Googled it. I do not think that that episode exists anywhere online. Thank God. I have a, uh, I may or may not, i may or may not have an old uh vcr tape of it somewhere (laughs) but it is not for public consumption so this is what i'm saying you guys it's really important nowadays right because so much of our world is online and you know i recently just watched this show called um the circle and it was like a social media um cultural experience where these people had to develop relationships, but they never got to see each other until the very, very, very end of the show. Um, They had to just develop relationships online based on what you saw. So uh, are they really who they say they are, like literally their picture, and also are they really who they say they are based on their behavior? I was fascinated by this show. Um, I'm not really into reality shows. You know, there's a lot, I'm just like, ugh, whatever. But every once in a while, a reality show will like totally fascinate me and catch my eye, especially if it has to do with um, creativity or animals or culture, like things that I find really interesting. So I thought this was fascinating. And I was just thinking like, man, you know, who, who, these people, and this is what was so interesting about the circle, is they're relating to each other online. Some of them were catfishing. Some of them were not actually who they said they were. Um, Some of them were just faking the whole thing. Some of them were using a different picture, but showing up as themselves emotionally and by what they wrote. Um, And some people just came right in, determined from the beginning that I'm just going to be myself. And so I was kind of looking at all the different players, and I'm like, yeah, I'm the kind of person that would just say, hey, this is my picture. This is me without makeup. This is me doing something I love. I'm going to write the way that I would normally talk to people, right? I'm just not interested in portraying my character as anything other than... um, who I am. Now, um, that might, ref, you know, change maybe day to day in terms, not my character, but my behavior based on just the, just the average things, right? Did we get enough rest? Are we taking good care of ourselves? What's our mental state like? What's our emotional state like? Are we doing our spiritual practices? Are we taking care of the shit that needs to get done? Because if you're not, again, I always go back to this, like you, you will suffer. And so here's the thing I want to, I want to kind of just put out there and I want you to take this time. And whenever I say this, let me be really clear. When I say to you, I want you to do this. It's not because I'm being a pushy pants or whatever. I just share things that I have found very, very helpful for myself. So I do this all the time where I stop, like even today, when I told you, when I woke up and I said, you know, I woke up, did my spiritual practice and then I'm like, you know, read something, write something, cut the shit and cut the shit means like taking, I mean, it's too long to explain and it's not that interesting to you guys because it's for me personally, but it's like really just taking a look at the places where I'm like, you need to get more focused on that. This is the thing that needs your attention because I can already find myself kind of slipping into these patterns that I said I was trying to to, to like stop doing, you know what I mean? I'm like, um, in one of them, and it's one of the reasons why I'm down here is to actually write. Um, And it's really easy for me to get caught up and other people's needs, which can be a challenge sometimes because by the very nature of the work that I do, other people's needs is what I'm often, um, you know, I have clients, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I'm not saying, oh, you know, they have, they need me. Like, I'm not saying it like that, but um, I have, I have made an agreement with people that I'm going to be there for them. Um, but I can only be as good in for, therefore other people, I have to be taking care of my myself first. And I don't mean that in a selfish way, but you know, I often say like, if I get hit by a bus tomorrow, my one regret's going to be that I didn't finish. Even this, the first draft of this book, I'm like, i got to get it done. So it's like, wake up, read something, write something, cut the shit. So here we are. So the question that I want you guys to kind of think about, I mentioned it once already is this, like, who am I? What's your character when nobody else is present, when nobody else is witnessing or watching? Who are you? Is what you tell the world about you, this picture that you paint about you or your brand or you know how you are, who you are, is it really in alignment? In, is it, um, are your words and your actions reflecting the truth of yourself? Or do you find that you paint a prettier picture than what really exists? Like the Wizard of Oz, right? If we pull back the curtain (laughs) when nobody's home, what are we going to see? Are you um, doing the things that you say that you do? Are you behaving in a way that you say that you behave? And this is not a practice. You know, when I say cut the shit and you got to know the places where you have bullshit, like all those things. It's not for you to use as a weapon to beat yourself up. It is a tool for you to reflect with with deep, like what they might say in a 12-step program, take a fearless moral inventory. Like really be willing to look at yourself and get honest because that's the only way that change and healing can actually happen. Because you might find that you've been talking a good game, but your walk sucks. Like you are not walking it at all. You are not living it. You are not practicing it. You're preaching it. You're posting it, but you're not practicing it. You're not living it. It's not true. And again, it doesn't make you a bad person. You're still lovable. You're still one of God's kids. But you might just have to clean up your act a little bit, get your shit together. Because otherwise, I'm telling you, the one who suffers the most when, you, when you're full of shit When you break a promise to yourself, and maybe I'll do a whole episode on this sometime too, like breaking promises to yourself, like that's one of the areas where I'm like, I often have to like check myself because I'm really good. Like I I will, unless there's usually um, an act of nature or I have a better awareness. Like last week, last week I told one of my friends like, oh, I want to go to this class with you. Let's do this thing. Um, And when I really like a week, you know, so that was like two weeks out. And as the time got closer, like a week out, I thought to myself, what am I doing? Like, and I still wanted to really go to that class, but I had so much shit to do before I went to Florida. And so I wrote to them and I just said, very honestly, like I overestimated how much energy and time that I would actually have to go do this thing. So I did actually go still get to see them, um, but I just did it earlier in the day and I, I didn't go to the thing. And so I guess what I'm saying is this is about kind of like, let's call it calibration, right? Your character calibration where you start to realize like, okay, I've been showing up in a way that's not truly reflective of of what I say. And because it's hard for people to take you seriously, like imagine, I look at it like this. So if I went to my doctor and like back in the day, let me, let me just say this, not even my doctor, because my doctor's fantastic. She's great. But back in the day, like I would watch the shows Um, And the doctors like would be smoking, right? The doctors are like smoking and they're like, you know, really, really, really like, you know, uh, obese or overweight. And I guess what I would say is they're depicted as not being healthy. And I'm like, who wants to take advice from that guy? Who wants to take health advice from somebody who like, you know, doesn't seem to be practicing what he preaches? (laughs) You know what I mean? So, so that's what I got to you for you today, right? You want to be thinking about as a writer, like, what are my characters doing? Your characters are reflecting their character all the time. And we are characters in our own story, you guys. We are the characters in our own stories that we write. And that's what your life is, man, on such a cosmic level. It is one big story. Um, and I, I'm going to do, do a whole episode on that. I love story and storytelling. But the main character, the main character in your story is you. So you have to be saying to myself, like, what's my character up to? What do they think? What do they believe? What do they say they think and believe? And does it align and match up with, does it geranimal? For those of you who remember the garanimals, the clothing line when we were kids, right? I was telling, I was trying to explain to somebody last night what geranimals are. So geranimals, when, um, we were kids i hope some of you remember them i was obsessed we we didn't really have enough money to like get grow animals they even even if they were in like a zare's or a kmart or like whatever a lower end store no offense right uh because that's like that's where we shop like with zare's and stuff like that and even if they were in a lower end store we still couldn't afford them <laughs> so but i used to see them Cause when we were little kids, I know double amen hands. I know some of you out there listening right now, you did the same exact thing because back in the day, your parents didn't really keep an eye on you. <laughs> God bless. God bless how we were not kidnapped by strangers, but we would go into a huge store, like a supermarket or like a, I don't know, like a Zaya's, like, which is, I guess a, a modern, like an old school version of maybe like a Walmart or something. Um, But you would go into this huge department store and your parents would just be like, all right, beat it. We're doing some shopping. We'll see you go over into the toy section. There was no like harnesses or things attached to their bodies and your wrist. Nobody Nobody was keeping an eye on us. So we'd go into the stores and I would love to hide. I used to love to hide. I know I'm not the only one, right? But I used to love to hide in the racks of clothing. And they used to be like circular and the clothes would just like go around and little kids, we would always like crawl inside and we would like peek out. We just thought it was the coolest thing. So I just remember so often like sitting in the mid- on the floor in the middle of those clothing racks and with Garanimals, they had all these tags and they were designed to be able to help parents easily match clothes. So you would go and buy the clothes and, and the tags were like, I wanna say monkeys, elephants, lions maybe and something else. Um, if somebody knows, please DM me and remind me. I mean, I can Google it, but I'd rather hear from you. And so what you would do is you would take a shirt with a monkey tag and you would take a pair of pants with a monkey tag and you'd go, oh, these match, these go together. It's like no brainer, easy system for matching you can, so they don't go to school and make like, sure that just didn't look right. <laughs> but I remember you used to sit on the floor and the tags would be about like eye height and I would see all the little monkey tags and I always wanted the boys' granimals never the girls. I always wanted the blues, you know, like the boy colors. I'll just never ever forget that. So my whole point is this, you had to animal, right? Match the monkey with the monkey. So is your thought, if you have a monkey thought, and I mean, oh, let me say an elephant thought, right? If you have an elephant thought, is your elephant behavior, right? Is your behavior also elephant? You know what I'm saying? Like, do those suckers match, and if they don't, not only you will suffer because, first of all, especially if you're an entrepreneur, you have a brand. Uh, there's fallout for that. If you're going to make a promise and if you're going to say, "I've done blah 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 blah," and I can help you do it too, and then you don't you don't follow through on that promise, people are going to lose faith in you. They're going to lose confidence in you, confidence in you, and you're going to lose their trust. And once once you lose somebody's trust, man. Mm, Who here, raise your hand, DM me, send me a message, if you relate to this. Who here has had their trust broken? You you know the amount of work it takes to regain somebody's trust once you've blown it or betrayed them or, you know, sold them a bill of goods and you were full of shit or whatever the thing is, you know? So your character, um, look, I always say at the end of the day, And it's why, one of the reasons why that it can, you know, bother me sometimes when somebody, you know, blatantly like um, steals or quote unquote, borrows (laughs) like my, my uh, like intellectual property or things I've created or, you know, things that I've shared with them, that then they start spouting off themselves. And I would say, look, I I didn't have a lot growing up. I mean, I always had God's love. Um, And um, I didn't have like a lot of money. We didn't have a lot of like fancy material things. And I said, but what I always had was I had my word, I had my word. I had my name and I had my, I had my reputation, right? I had my reputation, my word, my name and my reputation, those things are way more important to me than anything else. Um, And so, um, you know, obviously like I've become more, um, you know, when you're younger, you're just stupid, you do stupid shit. (laughs) As I've gotten older, like understanding that, oh, so that's what it was. I had my, I had my word, I had my name, I had my reputation and I had my voice. And that's why it bothers me sometimes when people try to take that, when they try to like, you know, you know, like um, we see it a lot. I've talked ad nauseum about don't be a copycat, like be an original. The world doesn't need a watered down version of KK. What they need is the original you. Because I'm like, one of the things, one of the things that I had, you know, was like, I didn't have, I didn't have my mom. I didn't have my dad around really. I didn't like either of them. I'm like, I didn't have like parents. I didn't have, I just had me. And I had the things that I created and co-created with the divine. And I'm like, I had my voice. And so those things are really important. They're part of my character, right? And so I just want you guys, I just continually invite you into the process of spending time with yourself, reflecting on yourself, reflecting on your character. And are you showing up in the world in a way like that if you were to die tomorrow, like what would they say about you? What would you want them to say about you and are you living in such a way that the things that they would say about you are going to be a reflection of how you really are right now and if it's not then there's still time there's still a chance there's still forgiveness there is still a chance to make amends and to flip the script and to write a new story excuse me so I just want to Excuse me. I need to grab my water. I just want to invite you guys into that. Okay. I hope you enjoyed my story. Oh my God. There's way more to it. There's way more to the love connection story (laughs) and what happened and being out on their couch and just, it's cringeworthy, you guys. It's so cringeworthy. And Monty was up in the fucking audience, like heckling, not heckling, but like saying things. And then afterwards, afterwards blaine was at the studio but i wasn't allowed to see him so on the day after i'll just kind of finish i'll like wrap up a little bit of this so basically you go on the date and then you have to come back to the studio and that's when they actually tape the show and the person you went on the date with the one who gets to go on the couch goes out on stage with chuck will He sits on the couch but the other person you went on the date with stays backstage and so you never see them after the date you're not allowed to talk okay so you would go on the date You wouldn't see each other again. The producers would call each of you and try and get a story from you. And if the story wasn't dramatic enough, they they would like push and prod and poke to try and get you. Because they need like a show like that. It can't just be like, man, didn't really work. Like that's not a story. So they were trying to find like the intensity or the heat or what didn't work, the drama, you know, of it. So we were kind of poked and prodded into... Like you know the way that like the way that a show is produced or edited right, so um so we were there that day and he was backstage and he's, his face was just up on the screen we didn't see each other, and the way it came out like on the show the way the producers were trying to get us to talk about each other like I was just like oh my god and so afterwards when I left the studio. You know, Blaine came running out to me in the parking lot and he's like, I'm so sorry. And like, I was like, oh my God, you guys, it's so funny to me now to this day. I actually wrote a piece about it that got published in the paper when I was in Los Angeles. Um, it was really, really funny. That I still have a copy of. I'll, I'll, I'll put it on Facebook maybe someday so you guys can see it. But you guys, anyways, my character has grown by leaps and bounds since then and I've become more truly me. And You know, for me, like one of the the great things I was thinking about this today, and I I always think about that, like, what do I want on my tombstone? Like, what would I want them to say about me? And I know some of the things I know one of them is I I, I hope that people would say that I was kind, that I was kind, maybe that I was kind, maybe that I made them laugh, you know, maybe that I made them feel welcome. I don't know. But I think about this all the time, because I want to make sure that I am living in alignment with my true character. Uh, Our truest character is that we are children of, of the divine. And even if you don't, don't think of yourself, if you don't believe in God, if you're atheist, you just don't have a faith system that uses that word, you can just say that you, you are the light, that you are the goodness. You are the, um, you are the elemental or pure goodness, the basic. Let me say that you are the basic goodness that is. And so that is the truest reflection of our character. Um, and um, I, I just, my, my hope for this world and, and where we are right now is we need all of us to be showing up in the best in depth of our goodness, of our love, of our kindness. Um, and also our resiliency and our tenacity um, because there's some work that needs to be done. And we need people with really strong, good character to kind um, of, to, to, to be willing to step up and to use their voice and to use the power that they have and to use the platforms that they have to bring other leaders and speakers who maybe don't have that opportunity um, so, that, that, so that the, the character is, um, doesn't just look like a particular way, right? That there's lots of different cultures and races and sexual, you know, uh, orientations. Like like we're all like kind of the the best of the best. We're stepping forward with the best of the best within ourselves is what I'm trying to say. All right, so I'm gonna wrap it up with that, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you either enjoyed this or found it helpful or at least entertaining. least. Oh my god, you guys. So that's just it. I'm here in Florida. I'm so happy to be able to be here to do one of the things that makes me most happy, which is truly in line with my my character, which is to be with my people, my writing people. And I'm gonna do a whole show on that about being with your people. I think I already said that. Um and um I'm just grateful for you too. You could be anywhere. You could be anywhere and so the fact that i'm maybe in your ears or in your car or in your home in some way and you're listening to this means so much to me and um if you if 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 you um enjoyed this if this is something you think that a friend could benefit from or whatever please share it just share a friend tag them ding it send it however you do it go on apple um podcast leave a review uh, a rating whatever um d- that's it right just tag me on instagram or facebook if you share it because it always makes me so happy to be able to thank you like that's really why i asked to be tagged because i want to see it and i want to hear what landed in your hat something i shared from my hat if it landed in yours i always love to hear that and i always love to say thank you so much for your support for this amazing community that i'm building i always say it like this you know um, I don't have maybe the largest community or the biggest community or the most likes or the blue check and all that fucking bullshit. I don't really care about that. What I do care about is creating genuine connection and genuine relationships. And I always say like my, my people, my group of people, my community that we've been building together for the past some odd 20 years versus a yoga teacher, et cetera, I would say it might be small, but it is mighty uh, and it is grounded in really good character. So just thank you so much for being a part of it um, and for helping me to spread love and and the good word out into the world. Um, I see you. I celebrate you. I appreciate you so much. I love you. Wherever you go, may you be a blessing. Bye. Hey, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of The Karen Kenny Show. (laughs) I super duper appreciate your time friendship, and support. And look, if something that I shared from my heart today somehow landed in yours, I'd love to hear about it. So please tag me on Facebook or Instagram or IG stories or wherever the cool kids are hanging out these days. And let me know what your favorite part was or what you found most helpful. You can find me over at Karen Kenny Live. That's Karen, K-E-N-N-E-Y-L-I-V-E.